0: Here's what you missed on the last episode of Colony Confidential. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, 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 I can hear you.
0: Wait, 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 speaker off. Hold on. Hello? Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, but very, very low. It says speaker off. Come here. How do I get the speaker on?
1: I don't know. You there? Can you hear me? Going back to like the early 1900s. Customer service has changed so much and everybody would agree with that. Back then, in regards to customer satisfaction, it was buyer beware. You know what I mean? Like That was like a national thing. Whatever you buy as a buyer, just beware because it could be shit, take it as is and otherwise go fuck yourself because we ain't going to do shit for you. Yeah. That was early 1900s and I think all the time. No, no.
0: the early 1900s, that would be like 1901,
1: 1902. Buyer beware was, let's say mid-1900s. In the 40s, It started to change a little bit, and it started to get better around that time. Things started to change, where the customer had a little bit more power.
0: They got that thing, uh, Consumer Board or something. uh, Yeah,
1: competition, getting rid of monopolies, competition amongst businesses, to the point now where it's no longer buyer beware. It's almost like company beware, because the customer has all the power now.
0: The pendulum has swung too far. It's not in the middle. It was too far to the right years ago. Now it's too far to the left as far as I'm talking about customer rights.
1: Well, not only rights, and you would definitely agree with this. You you say you're going to do something as any type of business, you should do it. And if you don't do it, there should be something somehow that the customer can recoup their money or get the service, which is where you have warranties and guarantees and stuff like that. You know what I mean?
0: If you can't perform the service that you're supposed to, Maybe you can do something better than that service you promised to, to quiet them down.
1: Right, and that's where customer service comes in. I'm sorry right. that didn't happen to you like, and we'll come out, we'll do this, we'll do that, whatever the right, case exactly. is. But nowadays, too, it's so, um, especially in the residential market. I mean, in the commercial market, it happens as well. But in the residential market, everybody listening, you'll hear about this soon on one of our podcasts, but getting reviews online. Right. We just spoke yeah, to our good course. friend. Well, that. I think about I sent
0: that. you a message like that. We had, you know, when when we bid on jobs, they'd ask for three references. We'd give them 10. I remember somebody saying to me, do you have any references that say that you're not great? As if I did, would I put them for you to call? I said, no, actually, I don't. Your you reference now or online? I get it. A lot more people could see. But when we were bidding on a job, We had letters from people we did business with saying that we were really good and blah,
1: blah, blah. You're coming strictly from a commercial pest control. And you're also coming from a time where the internet was not what it is now. If you're doing any type of RFP or bid work, they're mandating that you're giving not only references, but references of similar sized jobs. It's way more in-depth than it used to be because I did bid work with you back in, in the 90s. And now it's completely different. Those letters and stuff, they don't even ask for that anymore. They want the person's name, their title, and their phone number and email. And then they're going to call them and ask them about your company.
0: We gave them what the person said. We gave them their phone number. We didn't give them an email. We gave them the person's name and the person to call that they could verify what we were saying. Yes. So what
1: I'm saying, this is the disconnect from commercial since you were so heavily commercial. Now, you and I and every consumer in the world... Has the ability to just go on the internet and post a review in multiple areas of any company that we've ever done business with to the point where you, as a you could go on Google right now and you just had uh, some work done at your house and you could give that company a review, whatever you want it to be one star, two star, three star, for up to five stars and then write a little comment. Johnny went above and beyond. I asked him to do this, and he did it, and he wrapped it up really nice and threw it out. Or I asked Johnny to do this, and he said, that's not my job. That's why I give this place a one star.
0: Problem with this new system, you could have 1,001 great reviews and have one person, for whatever reason, writes a shitty review, and you could get screwed.
1: The idea behind that is is that the customer searching for you or well, your type of service is not that stupid, where there's a thousand really good reviews and one bad review. So this is a whole other part of your business, especially if you're in residential, because you get most reviews like this in residential. You have to manage it, and you, as a business owner, can respond to every review, and you yeah, should that, respond. That's another job. That's another job. It is job. another job, and there are there's actually businesses created that will do all of this for you to a certain extent that will respond to your reviews or at the very least filter them out and send them to you and ask you how you wanna respond. And then the job of the owner is responding professionally And very customer service oriented. Like, I'm very sorry you had this experience. This is not typical. I wish you would have called us. I'm glad that you left this review. Please give us the opportunity to correct it. And we're going to come out and do this, this, and that. And I hope once we do that, you will be able to correct this review or something along those lines. Now, being that I'm not from the residential market and we don't have reviews, um, Colony has three reviews. You know what I mean? Two are very good One is bad, and the one that's bad could be a ghost review. The two good reviews, people actually say stuff about their experience, and the one bad review is just a name and an initial and just a one star.
0: So did you answer them back and say, what's
1: the problem? No, because I never started looking for reviews until now, and this review is from, like, 2009. So I left it alone, right? We're in the process of changing how we handle and deal with all that anyway, which is how we got Lauren on the, the show. That one review... It could be a competition. Yeah, of course. It could be somebody trying to hold your business hostage, almost like how these hackers do, where they they send an email and say, if you don't send us X amount of dollars, we're gonna continue, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna hold your business hostage or, we'll, or your computer stuff hostage. Use any search engine; it'll show you. Um, there's all types of stuff that pops up, like ten ways to react to fake reviews or how to stop your competition from leaving bad reviews. I googled it a couple of different ways and there's so many articles that come up because it's it's apparently a thing. Are we averse to somebody being unsatisfied? No, of course not, but we'd like the opportunity to correct that. So I'll give you a, a good customer, a good and a bad customer service story. We had somebody use our canine service, we had her sign a contract, she wanted to use a credit card, she signed a credit card stuff. She, a month later, called and was very upset because another company had come in that day and they found one bed bug and they're gonna do a treatment. I got on the phone as the owner because she was irate and my staff couldn't comp. She just wanted her money back, right? Before I even spoke to her about the contract, I said, I'm really sorry to hear this. And I, I asked some questions Did they show you a live bug? Did they show you staining? Did they show you, you know, just asking more questions. And all of her answers were like, I, I don't know, I don't know. And, and typical. So I was doing everything I could to make her happy. And I was explaining to her like, look, it's a month later. They found one bug. And it got to the point where she was like, I don't care. I just want my money back. And I was like, look, we could come and we could do the service. I'll give you a discount. Let me send the dog back now for free. Like really trying to make her happy. No, 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 no. Right. I don't trust your dog. I said, I have another dog. I could send someone else. Everything was no. I just want my money back. So then, unfortunately, she was just like, I'm going to ruin you on the internet. And I said, okay. I said, well, you read your contract and our contract for K9 is very specific. I said, read your contract and what it says in a month. You know, everything that I'm offering you has nothing to do with the contract. I'm just trying to make you happy, but you'd only be happy if I give you the money back and I can't give you the money back. So then she went to her credit card company and blocked the charges and I won. And this is also a good business thing. I won because I had the signed contract, the signed credit card authorization, and the signed service ticket that we performed the service. So she lost all that. And she, she never ruined us on the internet, thankfully. But that was just a customer very similar to the customer that you said no to. Not that I said no to her for, to do the work. But there was nothing that was going to make her happy. She just wanted her money right. back.
0: And, uh, yeah. but a month after the
1: service was provided.
0: Well, then, you know, I, I remember another customer. Um, this was a, in an apartment building. And my guys were coming back. This woman screams. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go up there myself. So I went up there. You're late. I said, really? Uh, I think we were supposed to be here between 8 and 9 o'clock in the morning. No, it was 8 o'clock. I go, I'm the one who spoke to you. I said, between it. No, no, no. Do you want me to do the service? Yes or no. Everything was put it here, put it there. Uh, spray some in the bedroom. I said, I can't spray it in the kid's room, man. I going not spray it. You're not spraying the child's room? I said, no, so, well, I'm calling your office. I said, oh, go ahead, anyway, when I get back, sure enough, there was in the old days we had a you know a device that recorded you. What do they call them now?' Uh, Whatever. a recorder, yeah, right, okay, so there she is that the guy sprayed uh, in my child's bedroom, and my child is only six months old, and I'm going to sue you, so I call up, and she's telling me all it is. this. I says, madam, in fact. I'm the one that was there. I'm the owner. You're such a troublesome person that my men don't want to do you anymore. Remember I told you? She goes, no, I don't remember that. I said, fine. You put your complaint in. I'm going to send a team up there, and we will swap their, their child's room. I know what chemical I was using. It's recorded already. I said, you're not going to find that chemical in your child's room. So she started cursing and slammed the phone down. And I had gone into this particular real estate office. It turns out she works there. So we're looking at each other and one of her colleagues, you know, you really have to understand something. I go, what's that? She just is going through a divorce. I said, whoa, whoa, I'm sorry for that, but I'm not going to take her abuse and neither is any of my men. Not only that, she's threatening to get a lawsuit on us for something we never did. I said, no, no, I I have no sympathy for her. Then they canceled the building on us. But anyway, it was better to lose the building than to deal with this. This woman was like a time bomb.
1: So I have good news, completely off topic.
0: Go ahead. What is it?
1: We hired a service manager.
0: Oh, uh, who is it? Do I know them?
1: No. Okay. This may tie to customer service, right? So he comes in yesterday. Chris introduces him to me. Chris swears he said, oh, this is Joe, the owner, which he probably did because he always does. The guy just probably didn't hear him, right? So whatever. Everybody's talking. He goes downstairs, he's getting the company ID made, and he's like asking Jazzy questions, right? Uh Who's this, who's that? Oh, the guy upstairs, he's just a regular technician talking about me, right? I was dressed in uniform, I had a hat on, you know, normal day. That's uh, cool. She was like, who are you talking about? She was like, you know the guy upstairs? He was like, the guy upstairs with the beard? And he was like, yeah. And Jazzy was like, that's the owner? He was like, oh, shit. So he just came up, it, it, but it was it was a good first meeting because his first impression now of me, and he even said he came upstairs. He said, "Yo, I really have to apologize. I uh, I didn't know you were the owner. I just thought you were, you know." He didn't say what he thought. He didn't say he thought I was a technician. Jazzy told me that later, but uh, he was like, "This is great. I'm more even more excited to be working here." Chris is the operations manager. He's ready to get his hands dirty. And being what happened with the last service manager, not what happened, but the, the timing and to a certain... The outcome,
0: the outcome.
1: Yeah, me and Chris have decided that it's for the first two weeks minimum, it's only going to be me or Chris with the service manager. Okay. And then we're going to maybe let him do some ride-alongs and stuff. Whereas the last time we started the service manager off doing... Just doing ride-alongs like the first two weeks you know every day with a different tech yeah that was my good off the top you
0: learn from you learn from your mistakes and that was a good thing i i always agree with that you always like to work for a, a guy that doesn't mind doing what you do getting dirty stuff like that so and also it's another thing i'm not gonna ask you to do anything i haven't done can't do or will do
1: he said that verbatim or he's like it's good to know it's good to see like the operations manager and the owner that are willing to do what we do every day. You know something? Did you listen to one of the most recent <laughs> podcasts? I've been getting texts all day quoting what I said to you. It was great. What was it? Because I said, oh, yeah. to build the wall around <laughs> your fucking house. Also, yeah. I must have said at one point, on a scale of 1 to 10 of jerk- jerk-off Republicans, you're an 11. Yeah. This is like the eighth text I've gotten today. What it, does it say? Build a wall? No, it's... No, yeah, it says build a wall. No, I just told you what it says. Oh, okay. So anyway, the service manager is an, is another level of management for multiple reasons, but to make sure that the customer service also is better while he's going to be managing the guys obviously for tech to be technically sound and that they're doing everything right another a part of doing everything right is customer service we're also going to do i think i spoke about surveys to get that net promoter score and we're doing it internally as well as with customers i've spoken to some people on how to really get it done with the customers quickly because we did have issues in the commercial sector where people wouldn't respond to emails I, we're going to talk about this with Lauren Moore, but the two-step review through our friend Jeremy, it's called two twostepreviews.com. I'm hoping to figure out a way to use that to come up with a net promoter score from our customers as well as from my text. Customer service is one piece to your business, right? As a business, you need to be firing on all cylinders and constantly pushing forward, or as you would say, onward and upward, right? Right, right. So everything, your product, or in our case, your service, which is the product you're selling, needs to be top-notch. Then all the other stuff, like I was saying before, how accessible are you? If I'm calling you at eight o'clock at night, are you answering the phone or is someone answering the phone? You need to be accessible to your target market. Now, in the commercial sector, depending on part of commercial, you could almost have banker's hours in certain commercial sectors, right? Nine to five. In other parts of commercial, it's the night shift because they don't want anyone in there. You have to get in there between eight at night and six in the morning. So these are all your business model, I guess, but you need to be accessible. You need to be available. One of the seven things was agreeability. In this article, they say, do your best to never say no and try to take a breath and, and regroup and say, let me, see, let me see what I can do and then figure out a way around the issue or be creative and show the customer that you're doing everything possible to accommodate them. You know what I mean? It also does say in the article, it, there's this very simple filter. Is it Illegal, immoral, or unethical. And if it's not, say yes.
0: Okay, well, one thing I could tell you that I notice sometimes is left out with everybody's knowledge and this, that, and the other thing, a thing that has opened a lot of doors for me, a smile. Just a simple smile. And you'd be surprised how that can diffuse a situation or make a customer happy.
1: Listen, 110%, and I don't know if you remember... When, yeah. uh, when Chris and I spoke at Eastern Conference in 2017, 2018. Yeah. But my very first slide was a picture of Cadence, my daughter, with her huge, big, bright smile, saying, Smile, you know, this is the first thing in customer service.
0: Mr. And Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, this is Ed Sheehan from Colony Confidential. We'd love to hear your stories. We've heard so many of them. We've given you some of ours. You know, as we talk, we learn more and we become better educated. It's a shame that our politicians don't do the same thing, but they're stupid and we're not. We try to take care of our people. They don't give a crap about anything but themselves. On that happy note, (laughs) why don't you tell us some of your stories, share some stories with us. So until next time, this is Ed Sheehan saying, God bless you.
1: And don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.